<laughs> Hello. Uh, no, yeah, we, 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 we will explain things as we go along, King of Queen. I just uh, wanted to get you get you prepped before things uh, began. We're about to recap the last episode, uh, so you'll be up to date, and then we'll head forward. Um, might be a good idea whenever you say your character name as well to say kind of what what you are. Um, you know what, what type of character you are. Besides just your name, uh, hit him with the. You could hit him with the race and the the class. So, without further ado, hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Dungeon Boys, uh, playing through the Curse of Strahd. My name is Keith. I'm going to be your DM. Uh, Josh playing as Reginald, the Orc Fighter. Derman, Zenus playing as Derman, the Tabaxi Rogue Cleric. And I'm Bryce, playing as Jericho Muldrinker. I am a shifter, a wild hunt shifter. I'm a, I'm mostly human looking, but I kind of look a little bit like a crocodile too. In your class, I am a Gloomstalker Ranger. Oh, my volume is still on my phone. Gloomstalker Ranger. That was so voluminous. Talk about edgy. Got to get that edge when you're in the land of Strahd. Um, so what we doing, boys? We are going to do a little recap. Does anybody want to tell me what we did last uh, week? We made it into town, and what I don't remember the name of the town though. What was the name of that town? Velaki. 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 We made it to Velaki finally. Mm-hmm. Um, from what we've seen, it was a more defensible uh, town than others. Um, I kind of got the idea that it was, it was like, in my head, and I could be wrong, it was like basically a circus with a nice wall around it. Yeah, kind of. You learned that um, the town of Velaki that you were taking Irina Kuliana to, you were at, you were uh, escorting her for, to, for her safety. Uh, you were escorting her to the town of Velaki, and you learned that it was kind of like a bunch of different festivals. Uh, ever, it seemed like on a weekly basis, the burgomaster of this town is putting forth a different festival for some reason. Yeah, like a uh, what? And what's the thing about it? It's like forced happiness or something. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So that you found some people in this town square uh, that were in the stocks, so they were imprisoned for being um uh what, what 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 i forget what the name was but they were in like intentionally unhappy wanton unhappiness or maleficent unhappiness or something there was a there was a definite name was it, for it. Uh, malicious unhappiness was that yes i think that one might have been it rachel remembered it's been like two weeks guys it's been like it has been two weeks since we played but this. uh Reginald and Derman, upon uh, finding these people in the stocks, we tried to feed them a little bit. Um, we got Irina set up at an inn, and we we heard about the party. And then we, uh, we went to the inn again, and we got a quest to get wine. We learned that wine is like the ultimate currency in this place. Yeah, it's like it's the last good thing in the in the world. It seems it's the only thing that gets some people through the day here in in Barovia. 
And what was the festival coming up? Does anybody remember the festival that is that's coming up in the town? Oh, there was a lot of festivals going on. Like they were just finishing one festival and moving on to the other one. Yeah, wolf's they had head. just finished the wolf the wolf's head festival. <laughs> Good gracious, what was that? Did we land in somebody's throat? <laughs> a little bit. I'm trying to remember what the festival was called. We're we're going through a module. What we normally do with the R D and D podcast is that we normally have a homebrew world that I've created, but we are using a module currently, uh, which leads to me having to look things up pretty frequently because I have not memorized this whole book that stands before me. Um, so let me go back and see if I can remember what that what that is not super important what the what the festival was called, but I'm interested. Yes, the Festival of the Blazing Sun is coming up. I knew it had something to do with light. Yeah, the Festival of the Blazing Sun. It's almost here. So where, what happened after that? You met a guy, right? Uh, yeah, we met like the chief uh, security officer or something like that. Mm-hmm. I uh, forget his name. Big, scary-looking fella. Yeah. Fed some donkey people. Highlight of my life right there. You fed those donkey people for sure. For sure. And the guy we got our quest from, was that a tavern? Yes, you were in the Blue Water Inn. Yes. We did find accommodations for Arena in town. Mm Mm-hmm. From said... Dude, man, at the um, at the tavern at the inn, his name was Erwin. Erwin Martikov. Ooh, Erwin. Erwin Martikov. I will write down Erwin because I don't forgot Erwin. Yes, probably a good idea to write down old Erwin Martikov's name. Yes, the Blue Water Inn. There it is. <clears throat> I will soon find you the name of the man, Isaac. Isaac. Uh, Isaac Isaac? His name is, yes, his name was Isaac Strazny. I don't think he told you his last name, but I'll go ahead and tell you now. Isaac Strazny. You. That was the head dude? That was the henchman guy, yeah. The, the, you know, guard man that you found. I'm looking for my sticky notes, but I have lost him. That's okay. No, not the stickies. I've lost the stickies. That's all right. Okay, so what you? What else? You you spoke to uh, Irwin Irwin Martikov in the Blue Water Inn, uh, and he offered you room and board for free, and possibly some extra dollar bills. I think if you would do what, got to go get and hop in the buggy wagon and go get the wine product. Same thing. Yes. Yes, he was. He's been waiting on a shipment of wine from the Wizard of Wines Winery or Vineyard, uh, and it has not arrived as it should have. And he is concerned because he is almost out of wine in his tavern, which is a no-no as far as tavern rules go. Uh, so, that being the case, he has requested that a party of adventurers such as yourself might go check that out. And so, the last thing that happened, you guys hopped in. Uh, the cart that he allowed you to borrow from his Blue Water Inn, and you will kind of fast-traveled down the road towards this winery uh, for the sake of being a little more entertaining for viewers <laughs> as well as getting us to the place a little more quickly. Sound good? 
Yep, I'm um, ready. Relatively All good. All right. So how long so, has this journey taken to get to the Wizard of Wine? In the in the game in the world, it has taken you uh, several hours of traveling uh, to get out there. It is it is a, pr- a pretty good distance away from you. Uh, this this vinery. I'm trying to tell you about how many miles it was. It it's been a solid. Oh man! Three months. Yeah, it's been like twenty or thirty miles oh, wow. to get out there in this cart. Like it's a, it's a good way. Okay, yeah, that is a good uh, way. So you guys arrived in Balaki about midday. So it is it's getting towards the evening time out here at the Wizard of Wines, boys. It's getting pretty dark. <clears throat> you know, old wine whiz. Uh, so where where are we? You are. On a road, so let me tell you a little bit about how you traveled. You guys left Velaki and traveled straight down a down the old Zvalich Highway. Essentially, you walked into Velaki, went all the way through, uh, made it to the end, kept going in a westerly direction. The road leads out of town. Uh, the guards had no trouble letting you out. You were on business for the Blue Water Inn, where many people like to spend their time. Uh, so you traveled west down the road. Uh, you passed a small crossroads. Uh, several more miles through some very dense forest. Uh, A couple more crossroads you passed until eventually uh, you followed some signs and turned left down another dark forested path. About a couple miles down that path, uh, the path began to get a little more rocky, a little less well-traveled, but still obviously some wagons passed through here. And then now I will describe to you what you see. Are we farther from the castle or getting closer to the castle? Uh, the castle, if you're in Velaki, the castle Castle Ravenloft, where the Devil Strahd is rumored to reside, um, is east. It's, it's way east, and you are traveling west. Okay, so we're farther away. Okay. So if Velaki was on a map of the game world, which it is, it's like right in the middle. And okay. Castle Ravenloft is very far to the right, to the east, and the Wizard of Wines is almost all the way west. Oh, wow. Uh, the okay. winery. Yeah, so you have gone a great a great deal away. I, I'm treating the wagon as kind of a fast travel thing. The wagon is going to allow you to travel a little bit more safely on the roads. Uh, less less uh, likelihood of a you know random yeah. event happening to you. <coughs> Better wake. Ooh, that was so, weird in my head. Um, a branch of the old Svalich Road leads to is leading to the vineyard. Um, you're approaching along this path. So once you, uh, once the road begins to get a little, little rocky or a little less well-traveled, it goes from a straight line on the map to a dotted line. Uh, after half a mile on this road, the road becomes a muddy trail that meanders through the woods, descending gradually until the trees part, revealing a mist shrouded meadow. The trail splits. One branch heads west into the valley. The other leads south into dark woods. A wooden signpost at the intersection points west and reads Vineyard. I suppose we keep going west. Yeah, but I mean, there's a dark forest down there. It seems perfectly safe. You, maybe we can check that out on the way back. Mm, I suppose. But you do remember the last time that we were out here, what happened? Well, yeah, but you know, I thought we was in this for the adventure. Who knows? Who knows? Molly, what do you think? 
I think I'm getting tired of sitting back here in this cart. I hope it's not too much further. Same here. Onward to the hooch, boys. <laughs> we'll go that way. Um, so, like Captain Morganing in the front of this wagon, like pointing my, my mace that way. Onward. Perfect. It should be mentioned that Dermon is driving the, the cart and Jerry Jericho Moldrinker is in the back of the cart. And like uh, Reginald said, he is uh, Captain Morganing, pointing forward. A light drizzle begins to fall and as the uh, the light of the day is, is, is slowly leaving you. Unpainted fences blindly follow the trail which skirts north of a sprawling vineyard before bending south toward a stately building. The fog takes on a ghostly form as it swirls between the neatly tended rows of grapevines. Here and there you see rope-handled half-barrels used for hauling grapes. North of the trail is a large stand of trees. A man wearing a dark cloak and cowl stands at the edge of the trees, beckoning you. Mm. Well, that's terrifying. We've always gone towards the spooky, spooky before. Why not to go to the spooky, spooky now? Yeah, you suppose he's the, uh, you suppose he's the wizard of the wine? Could be. It's obvious he sees us. Might as well go up to him. Okay, so you approach the man in the, in the rain, who, the hooded figure, uh, who is standing there in his cloak and cowl and beckoning you, and you approach this man. Um... Let me make sure I know exactly uh, what occurs. Um, Okay, yes, as you approach, so are you guys going to, like, get close to this person? Are you going to – how do you approach? Um, Standing at the edge of some trees. I'm just going to walk up to the fella. Pull the cart close enough. I'm going to stay in the cart. Like, I want to keep the cart at least, like, 30 or so feet away from him. Okay. So let me go ahead and draw on this, on the Awe app thing for us. Uh, If you're watching on Twitch, you'll get the benefit of seeing this live. Uh, If you're listening, you won't be able to see it, so we'll try to make it as quick as possible. Um, The building that you're looking at is, say, down here. Um, The vineyard is, is all around that building. The stand of trees that he's standing in is right here. Um, And the path that you are coming up kind of leads like this and then into the winery. Does that make sense? So he's kind of hanging out over at the tree. Yes. So the strange man is... He is a strange man because he is a stranger, or does he look like a hobo? Does he look like... Do I need to make a... strange man because he's a stranger. Yeah, he's just strange to you. So the man is standing here in the trees. Um, The distance between him and the winery is a good, solid quarter mile. All right. We're coming in from the right of this image? Yes, you are coming in down this path. Okay, then yeah, I just kind of... Get close to him on the curb, I guess. Yeah, stay on the path? Yeah. Okay. Um, so he sees you. 
he he or sees you acknowledge him, right? You're, I assume your your body language is I'm, I'm we're stopping the car. You're looking at this person, uh, and so he acknowledges that you are uh, not r- rushing towards him to attack him, um, and he gives you a a nod as if to come closer. What is your name, good sir? Let me ensure that I've spelled yes. Uh, let me hold on. Get, get, let me get the accent in my head. Loading. My name is Davian. Davian Martikov. Uh, Davian, is this the uh, we're looking for a wizard of wine? Is he the? Is are, are you he? In a way, this is the Wizards of Wine Vineyard, and I am its proprietor, so I suppose you could call me the Wizard of Wine, though that is not uh, how I refer to myself. I would welcome you here, uh, but first I must ask you, what is your business here coming to our winery, our vineyard? And as he says, our vineyard... um, Let's see. Eight other people dressed very similar to him, all of all different ages and sizes. Uh, they are all wearing um, leather, these leather like raincoat cowl situations, uh, and they all step forward from the stand of trees to stand near um, Davian Martikov. Well, this is rather hard. <laughs> How many did you say? Eight, there are nine people total now standing there. <coughs> no, no, not feeling too good about our numbers right here, fellas. Uh, we we came for uh, we came for business. Came to uh, to your, sample some of your fine wines for our our, our friend uh, Irwin back at the uh, Blue Water Inn. Yeah, I have a feeling you might know him. Yes, uh, Irwin. Uh, no doubt you know his last name is Martikov as well. This is my son, I suppose. Oh, well, there you go. Hey, now, your boy, he's running down the hooch down there at the end. Can you can you give him a top off? Well, it is a sad state of affairs here at the, the vineyard, as you can tell. Uh, I imagine you may be wondering via my family and I are here in the trees uh, when it is raining and almost dark. Surely you are, surely you're, you are smart enough to understand it is a strange thing. Um, of course, uh, our shipments are meant to go out, but sadly there have been some happenings here and uh, our vineyard has been taken over by evil druids from the woods to the south. I'm sorry, what? Evil druids? Yes, our vineyard has been overtaken by the evil druids. And I suppose that in order to get the wine that we need, we have to find a way to deal with these druids and get you back into your home. Uh, that is... Yeah, that is... That will be it. We we have done our best. We have we have done our best to get back into the vineyard, but the the druids who have moved in have, been, have proven to... to uh, too powerful for us. Some of myself in my old age, and we have women and, and children as, as well with us that are not quite capable of fighting currently. And my my son Adrian, uh, and even my daughter Stefania, we are 
We are strong, but are not, not able to fight back a whole community of druids, for sure. What now, can... uh, they, these druids, are they making wine while they're here? I have no idea what they are doing while they are in there. There is well, no telling whether the wine is still there, whether they have consumed it, or whether they have done something dastardly to it. We're on a quest to get some wine, not really save a vineyard by chance. So, I mean, if they're still making it and selling it, I don't see why we can't just do business with them. Do you have any sort of reward to offer us for taking back your vineyard? Uh, well, my first reward would be to give you the wine that you sought for the taking back to the Blue Water with Erwin, uh, whether he deserves my wine or not. Uh, I he suppose said he'd already the... bought your wine, that the shipment was interrupted, but he's already paid yeah. for it, correct? Paid for it. And... Listen, to, listen to me. My son, he seems like a nice guy, and he is to many people, but he and I, we've had a falling out. Uh, let me tell you, let me hear, here, let, let, here, uh, there's more info. There are, you are outsiders, you're not supposed to know these things, um. But I suppose if you're, if it is contingent that you help us for a reward, uh, I must tell you that there there is no more wine being made at the winery. There can be no more wine made at the winery in its current state. No more wine? The vineyard is defunct currently, thanks to the actions of the druids. I see. So well, now what we're supposed to do? That sounds like a reason to remove some druids from a vineyard. I would agree. Yes. I just, uh, forgive my... We play everything a little close to the chest here. Uh, but I, su- I suppose you all, uh... If Erwin gave you his cart to drive you here, maybe you ought to hear the whole story. Maybe it will convince you to give us some help. Uh... Our vineyard, it is not, these these grapevines are not normal grapevines. These are not the, your run-of-the-mill uh, grapevine that you find anywhere from a grape seed. These vines are grown by uh, magical stones, gems, magical seeds uh, that are planted in the ground. And, and from these magical seeds, we grow the different variety of grapes that allow us to make our, our three famous here uh, flavors of wines. We have uh, the Great Marsh, uh, the Champagne de, de l'Estampe, as well as... Uh, what is the third one? What is the third one that we make here? <laughs> Been doing this for 20 years. It's the Red... I'm an old man. The Red Dragon Crush. Uh, the Champagne de l'Estampe, uh, we can no longer grow those grapes because long, long ago, uh, the stone that creates those grapes was stolen. Uh, and uh, it may surprise you to know that my wonderful son from, from Valaki is the one who was meant to be on watch that night. So uh, he is the reason we are missing the one stone. And then over the last several weeks, these attacks, the druids have stolen not one, but both of the other stones that help us create the other types of, of vines. So uh, 
that is the reason that there, there, there is some wine still left in the vineyard. But uh, to be honest, I do not know if I should, we should drink that because the druids have been inside. They may wish to poison us. They may wish to kill us if we were ever to come back in. Now wait, no wait just a minute here. Wait, it, it, so they they stole you. You stole your rocks, right? Right. But they're still down at the house, right? Well, no, no. It was it was days ago. The rocks were stolen, and, and these are not. There might be one or two druids left inside after they, after they've gone inside. There, there, there are a couple, and and their constructs, their magical spells, they are using to guard the vineyard to keep us from coming back in. They, that is what keeps us out. Uh, but they're. I can assure you, plenty, plenty of vineyards south of us on Yester Hill. Mm-hmm. What do you say, boys? Shall we go check it out? Uh, what is Yester Hill? It is a hill south of here where Baba Lisaga, uh, a druid, she has her her group. I don't know what you call a group of druids, but uh, it's not a coven, but something of druids, uh, where they all live together and do evil. Commune, perhaps? Alright. Uh, one other thing before we uh, go gallivanting off into our next adventure. Does your son know the about the state of your wannery? No. Very few people know. Honestly, it, I believe you are the only people who who know how that of this situation. Like I said, this is five days ago. This, this, all this has, has really come to a head. Uh, we had not had any time to tell anyone else. Oh, I see. Uh, or call for help. In Isparovia, who's going to come if we call? That's true. Who's we, will? Fellas, uh, quick conference. Are we about to uh, rescue this vineyard that has possibly poisoned wines and won't be producing wine until we get some magical stones to grow magical vines so that they can make magical wine, which I know for a fact has to age for some amount of time before it is good enough to drink. Are we even going to get a reward for doing this? I don't know if we'll get a reward for doing it, but I think it's a good thing to do. Wine is very important to the people here. Thing to do. How about that? Well, yeah, but, I guess we're yeah. I guess we're going to go save a vineyard then, because it's a good thing to do. You just you fellas wait. Well, you start, yeah. but hey, the it's, adventure. It's, Think of the adventure, and besides, I mean, you your name itself is Mold Drinker. Jericho's not listening. I mean, he is like, make? if you can sardonically march, he is doing that. He's marching towards the vineyard. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like his elbows are like way up, and he's like swinging his arms in the most exaggerated march you can think of. Derman, Derman kind of sighs <laughs> and then uh, looks to the man and says, uh, "If you could watch Owen's cart, I think we'll be back for it momentarily." Okay, yeah, it it won't take but just a while. We'll we'll be right back with the. Well, I don't know, but we'll be right back. Okay, real quick, everybody roll a perception check for me. Wee. I got an 18 Also, while they're doing that, welcome to the stream, Tef. Go ahead. Jeff. I don't know what it is. I uh, know I rolled an 18, if that matters to you, but I got to fi- figure out what my modifier is. I think it's plus I four. I got 18 plus two, which is the 18. Okay. 
I got a 22. I got a nine. Nine. Okay, so everybody notices the following. I am the Perceptiest. In that stand of trees and overhead, (laughs) in in that stand of trees and overhead, uh, even near to all the people who are standing there, there are more ravens than you would expect to hang out. Like there, there are several in the trees. There are several flying overhead. Um, they're just there's a lot of ravens in this area. Hi, right, um, a lot of ravens oh, at this vineyard. Oh, Draker, uh, yeah. birds up there. They look like they might have something to do with your uh, your foretellings. Yeah, I was just thinking that the feathered you, ones. Uh, Live among the vines. Hmm. Bit ham fisted, but uh, I'll take it, huh? Is that a is that a good portents or a, a not so good portents? I don't think any one of these is a good portent, but uh, we'll. Yeah, but we're still gonna do it, though, right? It's the future, apparently. So I don't think we can avoid doing it. Onward into the future. Hey, fellas, um, if we're going to go walk up to this place, um, you think we should all walk up at once? Uh, maybe uh, maybe somebody ought to kind of go around the side. I am pretty sneaky. I can go around the side. Hey, said that? but... <laughs> That's funny. Before we split up, I, uh, I think we should go over this uh, uh, future-telling... Um, the card of the raven. Uh, the old lady, she said, this card sheds light on one who will help you greatly in the battle against darkness. Find the leader of the feathered ones who live among the vines. Through old he has, Though old, he has one more fight left in him. That sounds like someone we should not murder and remove from a vineyard so we can get some wine several months from now. Well, yeah, but you also don't want to be murdered. That's true. That's very true. But just keep it in mind, if you see anyone who looks like a friendly face, maybe don't murder him quite as much as the others. We've only seen a few of those since our time in Barovia. That's very true. I played by you, boys. I I don't trust your judgment, but you're going to do what you're going to do anyway. Right. And I'm Hefting up my mace, getting my shield ready. Judgment. Right. All right. As you begin to leave, um, Damien Martica or Davian, it's Davian, I think is what I said his name was, right? <laughs> yeah, Davian, not Damien. As you go to leave him, um, he, he says, I will assume that your little club meeting is over and that you intend to help us then? Yes. Oh, yeah, I suppose so. Uh, be careful, then, of the droid's magic. Uh, it is nothing to be trifled with, and we, we will appreciate all of your help. And if you succeed, uh, I believe we have some valuable information that we might c- could uh, give to you. Oh, so there is a reward. You could have just said so. Well, couldn't you just give us the information to help us out? I mean, we done took all day riding over here. Then you have no incentive to help us. If you if you help us, I can give you information on your uh, adventure. If not, uh, then 
I suppose you did not want it very much after all. When he says the word adventure, my eyes kind of get like a little bit bigger. <laughs> Ooh. Boys, all adventure. right. We ready? Adventure. Let's get cracking. They've got magic in there. <laughs> magic okay. Which way are we going? Magic grapes. So I'm down. I have drawn on the uh, app this path. The All those lines I've drawn are going to be vines for the vineyard. Um, you can pass through them. They're going to be pretty difficult ter- terrain to pass through uh, as they do surround the vineyard, <laughs> except for this one path into it. Um, I kind of want to just walk right up to the house. I'm not super stealthy, but I can be. Okay. Um, real quick before I, uh, before I, you do anything, I'm going to read a description of the vineyard, um, as you walk towards it. Not that you're going to be there yet, but let me just read this. Situated in the, in the midst of the vineyard, this the winery is an old two-story stone building with multiple entrances, thick ivy covering every wall, and iron fencing along its roof line. The trail ends at an open loading dock on the ground floor. A wooden stable of more recent construction is attached to the east side of the winery next to the loading dock. West of the winery is a crumbling well and a wooden outhouse. Right, well in a lighthouse, loading area. Got it. So, uh, how are we approaching this one, boys? I don't think I could. Uh, I mean, I could try, but I'm not so. Uh, I'm not so good with the sneaky sneak. But uh, I don't mind being a, a bit of a distraction, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Let's not have you go trumping through the vines that we're trying to save. Demon, you want to go in for a directive's assault of sorts, or are you planning to uh, use your sneaky little shit abilities? I suppose I can uh, sneak around. I think that is much preferred to outright direct combat with powerful druids. Oh, he's lately powerful. Uh... They could be, they could be Reginald. Uh, all right, uh, I'll go with Reginald, and you give us some support from your stealth location. I'm going to go to the loading area. All right, sounds good. If you hear screams of terror that don't sound like evil druid screams of terror, we need your help. Sounds good. If you I'm hear going regular to... screams, it's just me. I'm going to draw and load my crossbow before we venture down there. Sounds good. Um, so let me know, Dermon, what you're intending to do stealth-wise. Um, I want to sneak up to the loading area, and I want to see if there is uh, a way I can get inside the uh, house vineyard thing. Okay. I'm going to need you to roll stealth for me, if you don't mind. I'm a trying. I try and I try and I try. I got a whopping uh, 16. Okay. Pretty whopping. Um, it's not bad. Do you guys hear that weed eater or whatever that someone's using at 820 at night like a ridiculous neighbor? Yep. It's me. It's ridiculous. It. Okay. Oh, so um, 
So you are successfully stealthy, Derman. Yay! Uh, and you are able to slip into the vines. Um, being stealthy, uh, you're traveling possibly a little bit more slowly because these are pretty thick vines that you're passing through. Try not to harm them. Um, so you're covering a little bit less ground uh, or about maybe equal ground with the boys here, maybe getting ahead of them a little bit um, as they approach <clears throat> the vineyard. Uh, the two of you, you said, are approaching directly though, right? Yep. And yep. Um, I do have my, my shield and my mace out, but um, honestly, my, my, my whole approach to this is, you know, dang, there was a bunch of shady looking people just before we got here. Yep. Um, so Jericho and Reginald end up about right here on the path before I'm going to say next. And we'll say that, uh, Derman has made his way almost to the loading dock, passing through the vines here. It is not quite dark yet. You still have some overcast sky above you. Uh, that is, is still, it's not quite nighttime yet. We'll call it 6 p.m. Um, so let's go ahead and do, we'll say that you guys are 60 feet apart. You've, you've gained 60 feet on them. Okay, Derman. So this is a big zoomed out version of what's happening. Everybody follow good here? I think so. So approaching the vineyard, we have Derman and, uh, Derman is ahead of the, the other boys, uh, to their east, heading down south towards the vineyard, he is sixty feet ahead of them, and off to the off to the east, off to the right. Uh, Jericho and Reginald are approaching the vineyard. They are now um, a couple couple maybe a hundred yards away, we'll say, uh, which puts blah, 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 sixty feet gets down to twenty yards. So uh, Dermot is eighty yards away from his stable, he or the his loading dock. He's trying to get to, and you hear the following. You hear the rustle of dead vines all around you. Inhuman shapes emerge from the vineyard, their limbs cracking as they trudge forth through the mist and through the rain. And you see 30, count them, 30 of of the following things emerge from the vineyard all around you, closing in on your location. If it's not uh, it dust is, bunnies, we're running. It is not dust bunnies. It is they are needle blights, and what you see uh, are, if I can get to the images in the Discord, Bing bong, Bing bong, Bing bong, bong, Bing Bing bong, Bing bong, Bing the loading music. Um, here you go, some needle blights. Enjoy your needle blights. Yeah. 30 of those arise from the vineyard and they say, hey y'all, what's up? Just Mm. like that. Just like that. I'm going to pass around some cornbread. We're going to have us a good time. (laughs) I, um, you you think we might have been a little bit duped into this? I don't know anymore. Maybe those guys didn't even know how bad it was down here. I they feel said like we was needed there, though. I wouldn't expect one or two druids to be able to produce 30 of these things. 
Oh no, no, I, I, I wouldn't wouldn't think so at all. But um, do they look yeah. like so they, they notice they, us? They're creeping right towards us. Yeah, yeah, they're coming right towards you. They are one hundred and twenty feet away from you currently, uh, and they are moving towards you as if to attack. It is time for a little bit Wait, of initiative. Keith, you said I'm sixty feet from the uh, from the other two boys. Yeah. Do I? I, the the blights are coming after me as well. No, the blights are coming after them. They're not coming after you. Can I see them? Yes, you can see them. Okay, I kind of mumble to myself. I wonder how mad Molly's going to be about this. <laughs> Reginald, I have to tell you, I, I am quite mad about this. <laughs> what? What, what? What are you mad about? What what are you mad about now? I'm I'm flailing my shield and my club around. Is there, what what is it now? What what you mad about? Look at them. There's five, ten, ten fifteen, twenty. There's at least thirty of them down there. Well, yeah, but they're just a bunch of little prickly fellas. I mean, come on, we could take this. Uh, I'm rolling for a new for all these things right now. I got oh, an eight. God. I'm like, I'm like, I'm I'm tightening the. Uh, buckles of my shield or, or however it works. Woo, I got a 20, not natural. Okay. Um, I just, I tell you what, stick close to me and I'll, I could use my shield and we can, we can at least, uh, you know, take them in one direction at a time. Uh, if that works like that, then all right, we'll try it. Dermon, will you roll initiative as well just to lock everybody to the same timeline? Sure. So, um, Reginald's um, fighting style is protector, so anybody within five feet that's not me, which that's exactly how it says, is, is not mm-hmm. me. Sure. Um, they get, uh, I can impose, uh, use my reaction to impose disadvantage on an attack. Okay. Perfect. Your, you can use your reaction to do that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> is there any way I could cast a spell before we wade into battle? Or is no. it now that we're in initiative, it's too late? I think it's now that we're in initiative, it's too late. It's too late! I got a, I got a nat 20 plus 3. So a nat 20? Yeah, I guess. I got a nat 3 plus Unless 20. Unless I have another nat 20. Alright, so Dermon got that nat 20. Um, Reggie got that unnatural 20. Yeah. And then... All right, so we're going to deal with this. Like, they're surrounding you. All of them are... They're in a circle about uh, 120 feet away from you, um, which is uh, four turns worth of movement away, and they are approaching uh, as swiftly as they can. Um... Need to make sure I can command this many creatures at once. This will be the most creatures I've ever commanded. Uh, and of course, if y'all decide to run, you know we won't have to see it all the way through. Whatever y'all decide to do, we'll do whatever that is. They're coming um, at us from the 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 main structure, the main the main complex, right? No, they're coming at you from the vineyard, not the winery. The vineyard. So you're the the vineyard that surrounds you. 
Um, they are they have encircled you. Okay. So okay, so I was I thought they were coming from the uh, the winery itself. So no, the the vineyard. I um, Jacob, there's always an uh, option we could uh, try to make a run for it. Uh, didn't you say they're surrounding us, or is there none on the path behind us? There's none on the path behind you, or on the path in front of you. So, excuse me, they're not. They're surround. They're coming from the vineyard. Everywhere there's vineyard, there are needle bites. I see. Currently, yeah. you think we could? Uh, think we could make it there to the uh, to the building before they get to us. We probably could, but there's no telling what might be in there. It's got to be better than thirty of these little needly buggers. No, I don't think we could make it down there because we're in initiative now. We can't run until everybody else runs. Okay, so we have initiative has been creative created. Good, excellent. Um, and I'm going to figure out how to handle that as we, you guys decide what you're going to do with them. Um, so it is Derman's turn. You've seen all these needle blights moving around, and uh, you're you're rip ready to go. Whatever it is you decide to do, may you do. I'm going to use a feature. I don't know if I've used before. Okay. Don't do it. Basically, uh, Tabaxi get a free dash okay um no action required it is called feline agility your reflexes and agility allow you to move with a burst of speed when you move on your turn in combat you can double your speed until the end of the turn once you use this trait you can't use it again until you move zero feet on one of your turns so how far away is the uh the loading bay from where i am is we decided it was 80 yards away Oh, that's chunky. 80 yards? Yeah. Oh, my. That's like 240 foots. Mm-hmm. Almost exactly like that. Almost almost, almost number like that. It's like the, the same numbers that would be. We got some hey, open field across here, boy. Hey, original, should we just surrender? You, you think they're friendly, uh, pokey fellas? Uh, they don't. Uh, they don't appear so uh, so friendly. I mean, they's uh, they's running this way while we're sitting here talking about it casually. Well, if you were covered in thorns, would you look very friendly? There's, there's, you know what? You got a point. I mean, you got a point. They have a point too. <laughs> Several. Look at them. They're, they're like between the legs and all. I bet when they're walking, it makes little prickly feelings betwixt there. As a DM, I'm going to help you out and say uh, they are walking towards you menacingly. Again, you can interpret that however you wish, uh, but they are walking towards you menacingly. He's walking menacingly. I didn't notice that before. Uh, So, Dermon, what are you? Where do you? Where? Where you're moving towards the loading bay, and how many feet are you moving that way? Um. I'm going to double my speed with the feline agility, so that's 80, and then I'm going to dash that way. All right, so 80 feet, that means you have another 160 feet to go, right? Yep. Well, 160 total. 
160 total. Okay, so yeah, that means you've got another 80 feet to go. Yep, so I'm going to... You're close. You're very close. Yep. Another 80 feet, 80 feet away. Still 80 feet away. And you how far are we? You are currently 100 yards away. 300 feet. Okay. I, um... Oh, Drake, I... Let's, let's, let's see if we can make a run for it. They look a bit more menacing than, than I, I thought they was before. All right. Uh, run for it. In which direction exactly? Back the way we came with our tail between our legs or a strategic retreat to the building ahead of us? A strategic retreat, of course. And uh, you, you never know who we might uh, come across along the way, Dermot. Um we can't, uh, can't can't leave any anybody behind. You see, uh, he, so well, there's one guy who's with us. We could pro- probably leave him behind. I mean, it wouldn't be so bad. Yeah, I'm I'm sure he would be more than capable of catching up to us later. I understand your point exactly, but uh, no, no, ne- never retreat. We got to move forward. We're on the adventure. We said we would do it, and we committed. We got to do it. All right, let's do it. I'm going to die here anyway. <laughs> okay, so it is Reginald. It's your turn. All right. Um, I'm going to, you know what? I'm just going to ready in action. I've got my, my shield and my, my club out already, but whenever um, whenever uh, Jericho makes a, a run for it, I'm going to run with him. Okay. Does that work? Yeah, that sounds good. Cool. All right. The next thing that happens is you see two, a group of five of those needle blights on your right and a group of five of those needle blights on your left that are currently 120 foot feet away. They they take their movement speed and they move 30 feet closer to you. They're all closing. They're, those groups are closing in 30 more feet as they draw nearer. Um, and then it is, no, three groups. So two groups on your left, one group on your right is, are moving closer uh, thirty by 30 feet. They are now six, 90 feet away from you. Uh, and Jericho, it is your turn. All right. I'm going to use a bonus action to cast Hail of Thorns. Ooh. Okay. Oh. That, that is a, Hail of Thorns is just... It basically imbues your range weapon with a. If you next time you hit a creature with it, it will also rain down thorns on them as well. Awesome! Very cool. Uh, and and I then I'll use. Happening, right? Yes. Do, do you think that's really the most effective? I mean, it's uh, they they made it thorns. You see, I don't know. Half my abilities use like woods and crap to do stuff. Yeah, but they made that woodsy forest. I'm going to uh, use my action to dash and use my movement speed to <clears throat> skedaddle towards that building. All right, so sixty feet. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sixty I dash feet along that way with my reaction. Two hundred and forty feet left to go. So you both move sixty feet closer to the building. And moving away from those needle blights, uh, there are two more groups of needle blights that are closing in again. Uh, they've closed in 30 feet. Uh, so now all those needle blights um, are 
90 feet away, except for the ones that you left kind of behind you, I guess. Those are still 120 feet away. We'll see. Yay. It is now Dermon's turn again. I'm going to dash up to the thing in the mob. Okay. So you use your movement and your dash to go 80 feet. You are now standing in front of a large opening. Uh, you can see into this opening there is a cart, uh, and on that cart, or you can't really see what's on the cart from here. You're standing right in front of the opening where the cart is, but there you see a big cart that'd be capable of carrying wine barrels. Um, they're uh, inside that room as well as like a um, kind of like a walkway that goes around where the cart would be, where the cart is stored for like loading purposes and stuff. But it seems to be a room where one cart uh, hangs out for loading purposes. Cool. Um, is there like a a door or anything to anywhere else? <laughs> it's just um, like a shed, basically. Uh, it's basically like a shed. It's kind of like a big, got a big open front on it and some stairs that walk up onto that walkway. It's, it's, it's kind of like a loading dock you'd see behind a grocery store or something. Uh, just the medieval equivalent. <clears throat> gotcha. Um... Well, then I guess uh, I guess that's it. I don't really have any like other um, uh, actions or bonus actions or anything, so I'm just going to kind of park it here for now. My goal was to get just up close so I could kind of... I'm trying to get into the house. I was hoping there'd be a way in there. Right, so you can walk into this section. You know, you can, it's, it's open, right? The, the cart is underneath the roof. Um, this would be a way quote-unquote, into the structure. You can't see in there. It's kind of dark in there right now. You can't really see a whole lot of, like, doors or whatever to evaluate what kind of exits, entrances are in the back of this room. But you can definitely get into this covered room that's part of the winery. Okay, yeah, I'll do that. Okay, so we'll say that your ADV takes you right to the edge, Mm -hmm. um, and you kind of hide behind a little, one of those little walls on either side of where the wagon comes out, since you're stealthy and still. Okay. Um, it is now Reginald's turn. Right. Same thing. I'm going to just hold my current action until Dermon makes his move. So that way we move together. Okay. I really like, I like the image of like you taking your shield out and just keeping it beside uh, Jericho and you guys are moving as one down this, this scary vineyard. Nice. Very cool. I told you this would be a great idea. I still think this is a terrible idea. Well, it could be a terrible and great idea at the same time, can't it? Can it? We better find out. (laughs) The jury's still out. Um, Okay, so while that's happening, those same three groups that were moving towards you earlier, they are now moving towards you again. They close in by 30 feet. Now, normally when I use the attack action, I can use my offhand weapon as a bonus action. Can I just use the offhand weapon as a bonus action without making an attack? Um, I think so. If it's like has that light quality, right? Um, I, I guess. I, I don't know if that's explicitly written anywhere or not. That's fine. I like the cinematics of this moment. Let's, let's fire it. Let's do it. Alright, cool. Playing loose and from the hip. If you were to nat 20 and kill one of my needle blights, I don't think it would break the game at all. It would be okay. Is there any groupings of them? Like, is there any of them clustered together? My yeah, they, of- they're kind of moving. 
ten foot circle. It's very video game like, but they're kind of moving in groups of five. Oh, nice! I'd like to aim for the center of a group of five, the one that seems most to fit inside a ten foot circle. <laughs> okay, gotcha. <laughs> Understood. Fire away. All right, cool. I'm picturing. I'm picturing as you guys are moving. Uh, you nudge Reginald. He turns forward to put up his shield as you turn backwards to shoot one of the ones that are closing in behind you. Oh, um, I love it. You fire your arrow away. That is an 18 to hit. That will hit. Sweet. Then the one that actually got hit will take... Ooh, I got a 6 on a d6. A 6 plus 3 is 9. Plus the... Uh, I will have to... I guess roll damage for each one in the circle, or do you, should I just roll one and just roll one it? and apply it to all of them? What if I get a bad roll? <laughs> um, then if you get a bad roll, then roll it for all of them. <laughs> I got a three. I'm a leaning shot. Okay, cool. One took three. One took two. So the one you hit also takes three. Yeah, everything in the ten foot circle also gets hit by the thorns. How much damage does it do? A D10. Okay, I was wondering, I was like, three versus three and ten, that's a big jump. I get it now, sorry. One takes three, one takes ten. One takes one. One takes four. All right, so the first one takes twelve, right? Yes. One takes ten. (laughs) What? So I got three, ten, one, four, three. So that's five. And you said there was five targets, right? Yeah, I got you. Okay, so what happens with uh, the one you hit? The arrow sinks deep into its chest. It lurches forward as all the, the thorns, I guess, appear out of the air and fire towards it. Uh, or or fire, no, it fires out of it, right? It fires out of the arrow towards everyone else. It just says that a bunch of thorns rain down with the projectile. So I kind of picture like it shoots up and then whenever it gets to the point where you can't see it in the sky anymore, it comes back down as like a hail of thorns. Oh man, nice. Okay, so the first arrow hits the needle blight directly in the chest uh, and then the thorns rain down and the, the needle blight you hit with the arrow slams into the ground. It's dead. The other ones take a few needle, take a few um, thorns as they continue to lurch forward uh, towards you. So you did kill one needle blight on the way in. Excellent. And now I'm going to use my action to dash and my uh, movement speed to run. Okay. Um, Sounds good. So you guys close in another... Uh, 60 feet, so now 180. You got 180 left. I'm just, I'm running, dashing, dude, and saying, like, keeping the same thing, but I want to swing back and put the shield back behind us again. That was some good thinking there. Yeah, I've never used that spell before. I've never used any spell before, actually. But that one was cool. I like that. Okay, so the You know the thorny shot works against the thorny little things. Sorry, guys. I didn't mean to interrupt that RP. Uh, the th- three groups behind you, you're able to continue keeping the lead on them. So as they as you move forward, uh, they were ch- they're chasing you down. They're still 
uh, I think 90 feet behind you at this point. Um, you are uh, heading towards the winery. There are two groups now that lurch 30 feet towards you again, uh, and they are getting very close to you. I think this group, by the time you move forward and they move towards you, you're only about 30 feet away from them. Um, okay. And whenever they re- get towards you, they are going to raise their arms up and they are going to attack. <laughs> Um, each of them raise their, this is 10 needle blights now that are going to raise their arm up and, and fire upon you. So things may get a little hairy here, boys. I like hairy. Um, I'm going to roll damage and I'm going to roll to attack in groups. Uh, one group's going to attack. We're going to see if they hit and then I'm going to roll for, roll for another and we're going to see if they hit. Okay. We don't work. All right, the first group, they attack you with an 11 to hit. That will not Negative hit me. Sir. Huh? Those will not hit. Okay, I thought you said that might hit me. No, I said that will not hit me. Okay, then the other group does roll an unnatural 20. So, the group on your left, they raise their arms, and when their arms are raised, uh, they fire out needles towards you. Um, that group passes by, and uh, <clears throat> Reginald raises his shield, being on the... He's on the left, right? No, Reginald... Yeah, Reginald's on the left. He raises his shield, and all the needles uh, bounce off of his shield. But unprotected on the right, the needles come flying in, and they do hit you. Um, each They will hit each of you for the follow... Or no, excuse me. Uh, three of them are going to hit Jericho, because he's on the right side. Two of them are going to hit... Uh, Reginald, because they pass by Jericho, and I'm about to tell you what damage they do. Wait, you said that was a nat 20? Unnatural 20. Disadvantage, not on me, but on um, Jericho. Okay, you're going to impose disadvantage on them. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it didn't hit. Oh, wait, the other one didn't hit. Okay, so with disadvantage, they still have that unnatural 20 because the second roll was higher. Dang. So um, Jericho is going to take three needles, and Reginald, you're going to take two. Okay. Ooh, and um, let's see. We're going to call that. Give it to me. Let me add I this up. Uh, Eighteen damage for Jericho, and twelve damage for Reginald. I like it. It's a bit zesty. The arrow, the the needles sink deep into your skin, their barbed edges stinging as they enter. Oof. Hey, Jericho, you feel that sensation there? Uh, the sensation of needles sticking out of me like I'm a pincushion? Yes. Feels like adventure, don't it? Oh, We're doing really in it now, aren't we? You need two of those shields. Also, I need two you of you to block the needles. I'm kind of like Reginald as a character. He's kind of got this really thoughtful look for like a half second. Like, dang, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> and um, then back to the action. So, as you're heading down the road towards this vineyard. Uh, you're noticing how close the vines are to the edge of this uh, pathway. Um, did you and just slide my blob down? <laughs> I sure did. 
Um, you guys are getting much closer. Um, Derman is uh, he's he's right here on the edge. Um, so you guys are getting a lot closer. And with this last group that just fired on you, that's the last group that was ahead of you. From now from now on, unless they gain ground, uh, you will be running away from all of the needle blights, uh, which puts you in a good position. Uh, if you you see a few vines vine uh, vine lanes ahead of you, that if you felt like you were feeling froggy, you thought maybe that could obscure their vision if they were going to fire us fire on us again. Uh, and you continue heading down the way. Dermot, it is your turn once more. Okay. Um, uh, it, are we heading towards a door? Like, does this path lead to like the front porch of this place, or path leads directly to where Dermot is? That uh, um, storage uh, loading dock. So there is a door into the building. There's a big opening uh, that you're running toward. Okay. That'll work. And there's a cart there too, right? There's a cart in there, yes. Okay. Alright, maybe we can find some cover up under there. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. Alright. Alright. Derman, this is, it's your turn, brother man. Um, uh, okay. I want to move in to the thingamabob and I want to roll up a uh, perception looking for, for a door. Perfect. That's a good idea. Um, that's going to cause me to turn a page. Uh, parked in the loading dock is a wagon with three barrels set in braces on the bed. A raised wooden walkway runs along the west, south, and east walls. Through a hole in the ceiling, you can see the wooden arm of a loading crane with ropes and hooks dangling from it. Um, let's see. Let's see. What else can I tell you about this room? Wait, where's the loading crane? Above this, uh, it's above the wagon. Okay. Original's about to have a Jack Sparrow moment. It looks like a it looks like a room um, above this area where the crane is. Where it looks like they lower these wine bottles, wine uh, barrels down. Also, uh, Dermot, in this room, uh, there are steps that so that walkway I'm talking about. Uh, you go up on the right side of it when you're facing it, so you're on the western side, walking towards the south. Um, you walk up the steps, and with the wall on your right, wagon on your left, looking straight forward, you can see an open door that leads to a dark hallway. Um, and then to the right of that door, on the right wall that you're walking, you know, beside the wall that I just mentioned, uh, there is a closed door. So straight ahead of you, there's an open door. It is about 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 feet away from you. Uh, but the door is uh, open. And what was that perception roll? Uh, 12. Uh, you can tell that from here, it looks like that door was forced open. Possibly broken. Interesting. Interesting. I'm going to... I want to move that way toward the door. And I want to roll uh, stealthy stealth. All right, so roll stealth, and um, you're moving 25 feet. Uh, and that's a 23 for stealth. You are very stealthy. Okay. Um, so I'm, like, standing. Are both doors kind of, like, side by side? Um, so there's a door on the wall directly in front of you, and there's a door on the wall to your right, but yes, they are side by side. They are separated just by a little corner. Okay. Um, 
can I? I want to try to open the door on the right, the one that's closed. Okay, the door on the right. Let me see what's going on with that door on the right. Um, let me make sure. Because <clears throat> there are some doors that are like jammed shut and there's some doors that aren't. I know that kind of reveals it to you. I'm just trying to tell you why I'm taking a minute. If you guys want to discuss anything amongst yourselves, let me go and read over this. I apologize. So, do you guys want to discuss what a terrible DM Keith is? <laughs> nah, he knows. He knows. He no crushes spirit. So we're headed towards this. We're headed towards like the open end of this thing. Yeah. And okay, so my suspicions were correct. When you try that door, the closed door, uh, you can tell that that door is locked from the other side. Hmm. Or, bar, or like it, it doesn't feel like whenever you press on it, it moves, but it doesn't like the, the latch doesn't seem to be locked. It seems to be barred. Okay. Um, then I guess uh, I move into the hallway Okay, you pass through that hallway, um, and you can see that the south door has been forced open, and it hangs ajar, um, and it looks to be extremely, like, broken. Like, you would not be able to shut it um, unless you were to make some sort of repair or figure some way to jimmy it or something. Okay. Uh, What do I see? What's in there? What's in this room? Um, This room, what you see is... Uh, you're kind of, you're, you're looking back towards like a turret almost, a um, not like a 50 cal machine gun turret, but, uh, around, um, going up and down turret on the side of a building. Uh, this turret has a sloping wooden floor at the back of this hallway. So you enter the hallway and towards the back, you see a turret with a sloping wooden floor. Um, it spirals, looks to be from, it spirals down and spirals up. Uh, so... You could use this to travel to a lower level, it seems, or to a higher level. Uh, and you can see, we'll say with your perception check that you did earlier, you can see that scratch marks, uh, you can see scratch marks that look like barrels roll up and down this um, ramped area. Um, so that's it? It's just, that's all that's in there? Yes, that's it. Uh, let me see if there's any doors or anything that lead out of there. Um, shoot, there's so many doors in this place. Oh, did you say we're counting arrows? I did. Okay. Uh, we're trying to, did. if you can. And what does inspiration do again? Is that a re-roll or is that add one to your uh, roll? Unless you re-roll. Actually, Zenus, there is one more. Um, there's a set of doors in this hallway. So on that right wall again, there is a set of double doors, wooden double doors, that seem to be open. Oh, convenient. I go, I go that way. 
Okay, so with your movement speed, how much movement speed you got? The big old four zero. Okay, so you make it all the way into this room. We'll say you make it into this very large two-story room. But since you've already done a perception check, we will describe what you see in your next turn. Sound good? Coolio, man. Okay. Um, who's next? I get myself out of breath in these encounters. <laughs> I think it's a me. Yes, it is Reginald. Woo! All right. How much farther till we get to some shelters? Uh, 120 feet. Oh, yeah. All right. So same as before, just no. ready in that action yeah, to we'll say 120 ride. feet. Did I, was it 180 or 120 last time? I don't, I don't know, know, but it's still a long way. I think it's, we'll, we'll say 120. We passed all the people, if that helps you remember. Yeah. This is a cinematic experience. Everybody knows what's happening. You're running away from needle blights that are somehow, that are kind of like funneling you to this winery now that you've um passed the circle that they were closing in. Nice. Okay, so same as before, ready action. When uh, when Jericho moves, uh, Reginald's going to make the same move. Okay, the uh, three groups of five needle bites that were behind you by 90 feet, they try to close in 30. They are now 60 feet away. Um, so yeah, there's that. Nice. They seem to be too far away. So they do fire their needles at you. But their needles fall; they're like landing at the back at, at your heels as you run away. They don't seem to be get, get be able to get quite the distance. Um, so you hear <laughs> as the um, needles just <laughs> hand land at the back of your heels as you run towards the winery. Sweet, love it. Um, next is going to be Master Mole Drinker's turn. All right. I'm going to use my bonus action again to cast the same spell on my crossbow. And then I'm going to use my action, I guess, to reload it and then continue running. Um, Yeah, it was because there's all that weird crossbow foolishness. Yeah, I could use a bonus action to reload it, but my spell is a bonus action. Okay. So I guess while I'm running, I'm also fiddling with an arrow. Or a bolt. Okay. So that means you're only going to be able to travel 30 feet instead of 60? Yeah. Okay. So you guys move 30 feet. A little bit slower. Uh, Reginald, you intentionally hang with uh, Jericho as he fiddles with his crossbow to make sure he can try to at least protect you a little bit uh, from all these needle blights as you reach make your way towards the winery. But it does slow your speed. And you travel half the distance you have been in the next six seconds. It's all good. We're on the offense, defense kind of thing here. So he fires, and then while he swings back to to the front and reloads, I've got the shield in the behind. So, yeah, it works out pretty good. So you guys move 30 feet again, and the needle blights that were 30 feet away from you that fired last time are going to also move 30 feet, meaning they're within range. Uh, But luckily, they're all behind you. So your imposition of disadvantage on this um, is going to work for both groups instead of just one. Cool. So you raise your shield as the needles come. They roll a five. <laughs> so um, their needles fire directly towards you, but j- getting your shield up just in time, uh, you can feel the force of ten uh, wooden needles slamming against your shield, pushing your back uh, into Jericho's as you walk forward. It's very, very, very hard to hear. It's almost imperceptible, but you can hear like a little chuckle. <laughs> nice. Um, 
Okay, it is Derman's turn once more. Save us, Catman. All right. I'm going to look in that room. It is a large room you find yourself in, sir. Oh, my gosh. It is a large room you find yourself in. You find yourself in the room where they make the wine. Hey, this cat's the got rich, to be drunk. The rich smell of fermenting wine fills the large two-story chamber. Also, we're going to say you are still stealth for this. Nope. Um, the rich smell of fermenting wine fills this large two-story chamber, which is done, dominated by four enormous wooden casks, each one eight feet wide and 12 feet tall. Um, you're coming in on the eastern side of this room, uh, so the casks are in directly in front of you. Um, if you were to look straight ahead, it would look like there was only one, but there are three more behind it in this long room. You understand what I mean? Yep. Um, um, the wooden staircase in the center of the room seems to climb to a 10-foot-high wooden balcony that clings to the south wall, which has four windows set into it at balcony level. Stacked against the wall underneath the balcony level, balcony are old empty barrels with the wizard of wines burned into their sides the balcony climbs another five feet as it continues along the west and east walls ending at doors leading to the winery's upper level underneath these side balconies are several doors some of which hang open beneath the sloping stretch of thick rafters upon which scores of ravens have quietly gathered they watch you with great interest all right so you're in a room where they make wines. You can smell that happening, and the only movement you see right now is the um, the swarms of ravens that are hanging out in the rafters. I'd like to roll uh, perception. Okay, roll perception. That's Great. That's a ten. Okay, um, perception. Let's see. Let me make sure I get my directions right so I can tell you what you can see. This will be good. It's good news that you did that. So you walk into this room underneath one of that, that balcony. Like I said, the balcony above you runs along the wall that you're coming through uh, on the south, which is to your left, and then on the far western wall. This room is uh, twice as long as it is wide. Um you can hear the balcony on the far wall. So this room, to your estimation, seems to be about 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, about 50 feet across. Um, and you see the following. The balcony creaks, drawing your eye to a wild-looking figure hunched over the westernmost cask, pouring a thick flask of, or a flask of thick syrup into it. She wears a gown made of animal skins and a headdress with goat horns, and her hair is long and unkempt. Suddenly, you see something skittering across the floor. It looks like a tiny creature made of twigs. It moves from its hiding place under the stairs and disappears behind the cask right in front of you. So it disappears, like, off to the left and behind the cask right in front of you, my friend. I leave. Okay. <laughs> So you turn around and pass back through that door. Uh, I cast nope. Yeah, I'm gonna go downstairs or down down the whatever it was to the um, lower level. Be down the circle pipe thing? Yeah, that thing. Okay. 
So you travel down that thing, um, and you reach the bottom of it, and we will say that what what awaits you in there will have to wait till your next turn. Okay. <laughs> Venus is going to have this whole thing explored by the time you get here. <laughs> um, okay, so you guys are at it again. Reginald, it's your turn. Same old, same old. I, I do my thing. We just, we got to get out of this, out of the road. Okay. So you're 90 feet away. Um, you guys are getting ever closer, ever closer. Uh, those neoblites that were, they're, they're staying at 90. The more you travel, no, actually these have gotten to where they're 60. So now the, the group is, there's a group of, uh, neoblites of 15 strong, um, Man, I did. I, I'm missing a group of needle blights in this whole combat, which is fine. Uh, five of those needle blights at the very beginning tripped and got tangled in vines, and died. Uh, <laughs> so there's five, three groups of needle blights that are 15 strong, 60 feet behind you, uh, trying to run you down. And there is that other group that is 30 feet behind you, currently trying to run you down. The group that are 60 feet behind you make their way forward uh, 30 more feet, putting themselves as well 30 feet behind you. Jericho, it's your turn. Uh, run and dash. Okay, so you guys move 60 feet away, uh, and Woo-hoo. the other needle blights behind you move 30 feet. What, what was that, Reginald? I said, woohoo! Okay. Um, are you ground. fire your arrows at all, Jericho, like you did the first time, or no? Nah, just gonna run. Okay. Gotcha. 60 feet. You're now 30 feet away from the loading dock. Um, but you, there's no sign of Dermon so far. No sign of Dermon. Um, the last thing that's going to happen, we're going to impose disadvantage on those two groups of needle blights that are right behind you uh, as they fire upon you. Um, because Reginald's going to throw up that shield, I assume, if he wants to use his reaction. Nah, I'm good. No, yeah, yeah, we're totally going to use the shield. Okay, they crit failed. They crit failed. So that group of needle blights, as they the, the other ones that push towards them, um, they're not exactly the most coordinated attackers. Uh, so the two groups of needle blights, the ones that, that hurt you before and were closest to you, they actually um, are knocked over by the group behind them and that they all fall forward as they are trying to fire their needles at you. Some of the needles collide with the shield and some of them land at your heels, but there are 10 needle blights that have just tripped and landed on the ground behind you as you sprint towards the winery. Hey, Moldrake, you, you think that's terrified of us? Uh, I don't even know if they think at all. Honestly, I'm kind of terrified of them. That's why I'm running for my life. <laughs> all right. Oh, we were running for adventure, but okay. Running for your life. Okay. I'll, I'll see that. Yeah. Dermon, what you see in that room that you find yourself in, you are now in the wine cellar, my friend. Oh, good. Um... The turret it, uh, has this sloping wooden floor. You go all the way down, yada yada yinga, and then you find yourself in another room. I roll perception. Okay. Um, wooden pillars and beams support this ten foot high ceiling. The ten foot high ceiling of this ice cold cellar, uh, which is split in two by a five foot thick brick wall. A thin mist covers the floor. Each half of the cellar features an eight-foot-tall wooden partition that doubles as a wine rack. Um, the western rack stands empty. The one that you're, or the the eastern one is half filled 
with wine bottles. So the wine rack in the, the half of the cellar that you just walked down into uh, is half filled with wine ba- bottles. Okay. I got a 12 for perception. Um, yeah, so that's, that is about, um, actually, no, that's not all you see. Uh, you can see when you enter in, something moves behind the eastern wine rack. Through the holes, you glimpse a half dozen humanoid figures, one with a full rack of antlers. You hear a gravel, and you're hearing a, like a gravelly voice kind of mutter as you go down there. Where it's, I'm carrying over your stealth roll right now. Um, so you are currently unseen by these things, but you can see and hear the these many humanoid fi- figures, and one of them is speaking in a gravelly tone. I'm sure it's fine. I can't. I can't understand what they're saying. Um, he is seems to be possibly speaking to whomever he is with, or casting a spell. You're not exactly sure. He is speaking a language. Do you understand Druidic? <laughs> no. You. He is speaking a language you do not understand. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm going to leave again. <laughs> <laughs> And, All right. Um, I'm just, I'm gonna go upstairs, up up the up to the top, up to the tippy top. Okay, so um, I would say you get almost up there with your movement speed. This like five, it's it, it's gonna cost ten. No, yeah, you get all the way to the top. But again, same song and dance. We'll deal with what happens up there whenever we get to your next turn. All right, man. <laughs> um, okay. Last turn before you get inside the winery, uh, Reginald, I assume, same old, same old. Yep, same old, same old. I'm uh, doing the same old, same old. Hey, uh, you seen uh, our mutual friend creeping around here? Uh, I don't see him anywhere. Maybe he found his way inside. I'd like right, to find out guys... as soon as possible. <laughs> um, one step at a time, one step at a time. The needle blights right behind you are chasing you down. Um, not right behind you, but they are now, again, 60 feet back there. Uh, you, With the tripping of the ones behind you, it really caused them all to slow down. Uh, so you guys seem to be out of the range of their needles as you run into uh, the Wizard of Wine's winery. Um, Jericho, I'm assuming you're using your 30 feet at least to get to inside that, uh, yeah, the inside that, that loading dock. Yes. So you see the same thing I described to Dermot earlier. Um, a loading dock, there is a small section where the ground goes underneath this loading dock, um, where a wagon is tucked into this, uh, kind of balcony that goes around it that you would walk around to load the wagon. Um, you run up some stairs to the right of the wagon, like three steps, and run down this balcony, uh, and what you see ahead of you is a door that is ajar but looks slightly broken. Okay. Uh, hey, Reginald, you think uh, Dermon went in through that slightly ajar door? Hey. Yeah, it could be. You think we all check it out? It seems to be... We have a whole lot of options right now. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Let's go. Um, only. so we used our, only our 30 feet to get in here. So can I just dash to the door? Yeah, you can dash to the door. All right. I would like to a dash to the door and about face 
and yeah, that's it. I, I just kind of want to like get to the door and face the entrance where the creepy vine boys will be coming up behind us. Okay, you make it to the door, um, and you pass through it, and you're right on the other side of it, and what you see of that door is that door is in pretty bad disrepair. It does not look like it is going to stay shut on its own unless you do some sort of fiddling with it um, as these needle blights approach. I do have to urinate, so be considering your next moves. It will be Derman's turn when we come back. I actually have to pee as well, so I will be right back too. All right, Derman and Reginald, keep us entertained while everyone while we're going to pee. And uh, I, will ha- I, I will have my headset, so if you have any ideas, Josh, let me know. Okay. Uh, only only idea I've got at the moment is, hey, we need to barricade this door a little bit. So uh, either wedge a shield up in that thing or um, you know, put something in front of it. So, yeah, Derman, where are you located in this structure? Oh no, we've lost the Derman feed. Uh, I'm going up to the top floor. Nice. So this is a two-floor structure, right? Uh, three-floor, I think. Three. Okay. Yeah, it's so kind of like mid-level, lower level, and they get it up to the tippy top. Yep. All right. So, fresh my memory. This is, we went through the, there was one door that was like barred shut, and we went through the door that was like not barred shut. Yeah, that leads to the middle floor where you can go right into another room that's got the, um, uh, where they make the wine, and it's got that lady and lends some blights in there. And I have just liquid justice. What? <sighs> so this place is three floors? Yeah, I think it's three floors. Okay. Yeah, so, so far. There's an underground used... floor. We're on the floor. And then you are. I'm on the top floor. Correct, correct, currently. Top so floor yeah, is two what... floors above us or one floor above us? One floor. Venus has been to the basement and the top floor. Right. Or he's currently at the top floor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so one thing that should be noted is that a, a, you, the both of you have left a bit of a trail of blood um, into, this, into this winery as you've both been hit by these needles. Um, and you're standing at this door. Dermon, it is your turn. One thing that you do hear from beneath you is the sound of the two, your two companions crashing into this winery. Well, that won't be good at all. Um, I want to roll perception to see what I see. Let me try to tell you what you see, my friend. Gosh, I got 12 again. Reginald and uh, Jericho in a pickup truck stuck out the side of the building. (laughs) (laughs) We made it! All right, this room has... So, it's another hallway, similar to the one you used to get to the thing originally, which would make sense based on where you are. Uh, and then you are ob- you find yourself in a room that is obviously the balcony that is above the loading dock. Um, wooden pillars and beam. Nope, that's not right. This room has a wooden floor with a 10-foot square hole cut into the middle of it. Looming over the hole is a wooden winch 
perched atop it is a man with wild hair, rotted teeth, and skin painted red with blood. He waves a gnarled staff made from a black branch and barbels um, around as he, uh, you know, does his thing. All right, so I'm going to kill this one. <laughs> okay. I'm going to try at least. Um, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Uh, okay, let me see what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt upon him. Uh, a flash of light streaks toward a creature of your choice within range. Make a ranged spell attack against the target on a hit. 46 radiant damage. And the next attack roll made against the target uh, has advantage before the end of my next turn. Okay. So I'm going to throw him into the order since you're going to attack him. Please. Okay. Is he dead yet? Does, 16, does a 16 hit him? Uh, 16 will hit him, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Alright, let me just roll up that damage real quick. Roll it up. 6, 9, 11, Dang. Uh, 16 damage. Wait, six nine. Okay, gotcha. Uh, sixteen damage. That that hurts him pretty good. So the guiding bolt passes to him and nails him because especially because you surprised him, he did not notice you were there. Um, and he takes it and grabs on tighter uh, to his uh, to his winch that he is leaning upon or sitting upon. I'm going to go ahead and give you a picture of what we're going to picture this man looking like as well. I believe if I have one, yeah. Drop that in the Discord real fast, like. So that's what he looks like. I'm gonna also drop one into the the stream to show so people can see what he looks like as well. Spindly fangos. He does got the spindle. I hope they're not dirty. Oh, they are. They are. Okay, in. so that's. That's who you see hanging out, hanging on. That's who just got hit with the guiding bolt. And you hear him shriek uh, as he holds on to the, um, uh, he holds on to the winch. But what he's going to do, what he's going to do then is you see the fear enter his eyes, Dermon. You have, you have filled him with fear. He does not wish, he does not wishing to, to uh, be killed in this way. And he doesn't fire back initially. Uh, what he does, actually, he may he may fire back. Let's see what they can do. <laughs> um, he has a moment of indecision. Yeah, he does. Let's do a little spelly spell. He is going to cast entangle on you. Hmm. Oh yeah. Let me remember what Entangle does. I have to use my telephone to do that. I have all these different apps. Um, so, uh, grasping weeds and vines sprout out from the ground in a 20-foot square. So right underneath you, um, they're going to turn the plants into difficult terrain. 
A creature in the area when you cast a spell must succeed on a strength saving throw or be resta- restrained by the entangling plants until the spell ends. A creature restrained by the plants can use an t- action to make a strength check against the spell save DC. Okay, there you go. Um, and a spell save DC, what is that? I see it. Okay, roll your strength check, Nermon. I got a 17. You succeed. You are not the... the it is difficult terrain, but as the vines reach up out of the floor to grab you, you're able to pull your feet and arms out of them and snap the vines. Uh, and surprised by this, and um, honestly, a little bit uh, fearful of it, the druid says, and he hops off the winch down to the wagon below. Dang it. Successfully. He successfully drops off the winch and lands on the wagon below. Um, so, uh, and what he does next, um, because if I'm not going to count falling speed against his movement speed, he is now going to hop off the wagon onto the same uh, uh, balcony that the boys just ran in, almost slip on their puddle of blood, and sprint into the very hallway without realizing that the other two party members are in. So now remember, he's and, glowing, and they've got advantage glowing. on attacks. Yes, Reg- so moment. Reginald and Jericho, a glowing, uh, red-eyed old man druid, comes sprinting into a very small hallway that is maybe 15 feet long and 5 feet wide with you. He comes barreling through the door. You can see him framed by the menacing bodies of needle blights making their way into that same area. Uh, and he stumbles in there glowing, almost wait, wishing to be attacked. Um, and as he fell, Derman, your perceptiveness, you heard him say, um, you heard him say the following uh, thing when he fell down. I think. Um, no, you don't understand Druidic. Does anybody know understand Druidic in the party? More than likely not. Uh, probably okay. not. I don't even know if I ever chose my other language. Um, I'm a forest boy. Okay, but yeah, so none of you understand what uh, he says, I assume. Probably not. Okay, so that druid has come barreling in there. Reginald, it is your turn. As uh, you... Go ahead. Honestly, true to character, my, my first reaction would be to yell at the guy, Hey, you give us a hand with this door over here. <laughs> I mean, he's it's got great He may be the enemy. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> uh, he does not respond that way. He resp- His eyes get extremely wide, and he grips his staff as if he's um, ready to harm you. All right. Um... Hey, uh, you you think this could be the old fella from the prophecy? He is substantially wizened. You ought to roll perception then. Zing. You know, I I don't think I would roll perception at this point. I think, honestly, like my character would be trying to keep the 30 other. Well, no, 29 other um, needle blights from coming through the door. So um, is there anything nearby that I can use to, like, wedge into the place of the door? Um, There's some debris on the floor. 
there's some, a barrel. Some large pieces of wood, some pieces of barrels, some strips of iron from barrels that have been broken in the past, and things like that. I'm gonna use my I'm gonna use my turn to stack up some debris. Okay. Now stackable debris, like this is pretty small stuff. There might be a long piece of wood, um, but we're not talking like stackable heavy things. Oh, um, good. I'm just trying to wedge some okay, stuff in the door. Stuff in there. Yeah. yeah. So you yeah. you take your action. Let's roll uh, an athletics check to see how much you can gather. Ooh, let's see. Uh, that's a fifteen. Okay, so you get you r- run around very quickly on your way in, gather enough stuff to really jam under that door as you push it shut. So you're able to jam the door shut uh, and jam enough stuff under it to where it does fill the portal that it once held open. Uh, but you can tell that the hinges are still almost completely removed from the wall. If a stiff breeze blows towards that door from the other side, it may fall backwards. But as of right now, the portal is shut. You are at least visibly separated from uh, the needle blights. But you're now in a room that is vastly brighter than it was because a glowing uh, druid has just landed in it. Okay. Well, it is, it is, it is canon. Like I actually like was wondering why this person couldn't give us a hand. Hey, I believe you. And uh, as I'm shoving things into the, into the doorway to kind of make a, uh, a makeshift barricade. And that is, that is my turn. Okay. It is now needle blight turns. There are needle blights closing in Jericho. It is your turn. Oddly enough, Keith, uh, I don't know if this is the guy that your prophecy foretold of, but the thing you have written is this card sheds light on the one who will help you greatly in the battle against darkness. And a glowing man just came in and lit up the room for us. Oh, no. <laughs> That's funny. That's oh, no. Awesome. <laughs> Uh-oh. That's some predictive programming right there. Oh, uh, so it's my turn? Yeah. Hey, uh, sir, do you speak my language by any chance? I heard you mumbling something I didn't understand. Uh, just so you... I'll, I'll take, that as a, take that as a no. Do you get me there? Does the name Strahd ring any bells for you? That seems he seems to respond to it. Does it yeah, seem- he seems he seems to at least kind of know what that word means. Uh, I'm gonna give him like a, a the choice of a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Uh, you you like Strahd, uh, you, you don't like Strahd. It kind kind of meh in between. How, how you feel about uh, it, Jericho? The interactions that you've heard from him so far. Um, a rudimentary low-level perception shows that he is not thinking on the highest of levels right now. He is, you can tell he's extremely surprised, uh, a little bit afraid, possibly a lot of bit afraid, uh, and an extremely menacing looking figure in front of you. I see. Okay. Then I will use that, uh, bonus, um, that, now, that. if you like, I will I will allow you to before you make a final decision. If you want to make a perception check as a bonus as a or as a bonus action, I haven't done um, to really get a look in him, look at him. That is a twelve. 
Gotcha. Like that's. Uh, I'm just saying, if you want to get a one good look at him before you decide whether you put an arrow in his neck or not, I'll let you do that. Well, so my, my head the, is section, so I can I can give him a good gandering. Okay, so you give him a good gandering, and you've already displayed that you've passed this. The thoughts of the prophecy have been passing through your head throughout this whole escapade. Uh, there is not a feather on this person. I see. There are animal skins, but not a feather is present. Nah, this ain't the guy. I'm going to pick up my crossbow and point it right at him. Nice. I have advantage. Advantage, yeah. Cool. That is a 21. That will hit him. (laughs) Cool. Oh, Christ. That's going to use up my spell. Okay, so... Is uh, it not kind of bad news that you're going to use your spell right here? It is kind of bad news. Um, but it's already been cast on there. I mean, he's not very far away, so I I, I don't know. I, I'm just I, saying your spell was already cast on your crossbow, right? Yeah. Can I withdraw that and do a sword attack instead? Um. I'll just go ahead and make. Yeah. It. It's whatever. I I think I think it is. I think it might go with the play though that in all the excitement you might have forgotten that you cast a spell. That'll work. I did forget I cast the spell. So do me and uh, Dude Man take damage as well? Um, it's a 10 foot you, uh, circle, 5 foot radius. If we're in, within 5 feet of him, we take damage. Um, 5, oh, five foot radius? Let's see, let me go back and imagine how large this uh, room is. 4 feet wide. Five feet also, wide. while you're investigating yeah. that, I'm just wanting to point out that the entire time I'm thinking this guy is making doodle bob noises. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, you guys are definitely within five feet. This may be bad news, but we'll see. Cool. Well, he takes ten damage, and we ten take damage. Okay. Two damage and eight damage distributed to whoever you want. Let's just do the two damage. Let's just do that two damage to the both of you. Um, because we'll we'll say that some of them bounce off the walls uh, and well, collide with you. It would all take three. Huh? He took he took three from the thorns, so I guess we would all yeah, take three. Yeah, that makes sense. So everybody takes three damage. Um, you hit the druid. You He is looking real bad. He's been... He's been blasted with magic, obviously. Um, that magic, your arrow was about to, was going slightly right of center, uh, but as it approached his body, it was pulled back in seemingly magically and poof, passed right into the center of his chest. His This arrow is sticking out of his body, and it knocks him right on his back as he gasps for breath. That's actually a really cool visual right there. And then um, it is now... Are you finished, Jericho? Yeah. Okay, Dermon, it is your turn, my friend. Okay, what else is in the room with me? What else is in that room with you, my boy? My boy, what else is in the room with me? You might have, guys, you might have just really lucked up. So some of those things being the DM, you want to tell the players, like, man, how... How ben- how you, you were benefited just by the decisions that you didn't know you were making, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, Will you tell us afterward? Maybe so. 
We'll see what you find out. Um, roll another perception check for me in here. Because right now, to your to your naked eye, it just looks like that was about it up here. 23. Wow. That's wow. a good one. That's a pretty good roll. Wow. There are windows. There are two windows on the far wall. The wall, essentially, if you were to look out those windows, you could see down the path you just walked up. Defenestration uh, time. Right. One window um, is looking out on top of the stable that was to the left of the loading dock. One window is there's nothing beneath it. Um, but as you look, you can see uh, a little bit of almost um, some swipe marks, maybe some scratches on the ground in the corner on the north northernmost wall at the corner of the northern and western wall. So if you go straight for 5, 10, 15, uh, 25 feet, uh, then look directly at the floor, it looks as though a piece of the wall might move and create some scratch marks on the floor. There might be a secret door in here. I knew it. Okay, so you walk over there and investigate that secret door? Yep. And open it? Yep. All right, so you run over, take a few seconds to get over there, uh, and you open the secret door or pull against it, uh, and you look into what looks like a bedroom. Uh, This room contains a four-poster bed. Its headboard carved in the likeness of a giant raven. A soft black rug covers the floor between the bed and the door. In the corners of the south wall stand two slender wardrobes with a tapestry of a church hanging on the wall behind them. Beneath the tapestry sits a handsomely carved rocking cradle. To the north, under a window, is a plain desk and a chair. Other furnishings include a wooden chest and a freestanding mirror in a wooden frame. I'm going to go look at the chest. Okay, so th- this will be the last thing you get to do in this room for your turn, I'll say. Um, but you're, you check out that chest. Uh, let's see. Uh, what all? You notice that the wooden chest is indeed locked. No! The poor chest. Can I, can I pick it? Uh, you can give it a try. Okay. Give it the old pickety dickety. This is all in six seconds, so pretty quickly. If you if you get it open, we're gonna that'll be in the next turn. Alright, twenty four. Good lord, dude. <laughs> These <laughs> rolls. What are you what are you adding? My goodness. I mean if it was a nineteen plus plus uh uh was I, it sleight of hand or is it just proficiency? Because if it's just proficiency, then it would be a 21. Either way, that's a pretty good rule. Um, yeah, you're able to jimmy that lock open with your lock picking set. Uh, and it, the chest is pulled right open and a mimic does not destroy you. But I will tell you what resides in it in just a moment. Okay. Um, After these messages. Back, back underneath is the druid's turn. The druid is now laying, gasping for air. Um, he's laying on his back. Um, gasping for he air. He is going to... Yeah, he's gasping for air. What is he going to do? Flail. 
magic flail missile. madly. He's knocked him on his back. His concentration is extremely broken. He seems almost unable to cast his magic. So what he's going to do is he's going to try to swing that quarterstaff at you from down on the ground. Uh, you both are very close, uh, but the man who just shot him with the arrow is going to try to take the brunt of the attack. Um, but while casting that, you can hear him mutter just a little bit of something that sounds like, shillelagh! <clears throat> um, so he is going to try to shillelagh you real quick. Um, he's going to swing. Give it to me. I can take it. Um, what about a 21? With disadvantage? Yes, sir. <laughs> I rolled him twice. <laughs> oh, uh, dang. Bad news. Bad. He his last his last fight, um, his last swing. A twenty one to hit. Um, with shillelagh action, his staff increases its girth. <laughs> oh my! Um, and he hits you for five damage in the upper thigh. Jericho. Oh me. Oh, okay. I thought he was swinging that's that. Like the best part of the thigh. Reggie. Do what now? Uh, I didn't know he was swinging at me. Okay. I'm, I've yeah, so I was saying the guy who shot him with the arrow. Yeah. That'd be you. Yeah, I've, I, I took the damage. Okay, cool. All right. Um. So next thing he's going to do is try to uh, get up, and he's going to try to run past you and into the room to your left and his right. So Reginald, he is currently leaving your space, and he is currently leaving Jericho's space. I'm going to try to make the swing. All right, Reginald, you'll get first dibs because he is um, running away from you currently. Okay, Uh, 23. Oh, my, he's going to get hit. Hey, I ain't hitting nothing in a minute. Um, also, it's, go uh, ahead and reveal this to you. You get to decide how he dies. <laughs> oh, my. Um <laughs> It is a five. He's he's making a run for it, right? Yeah. So I wanna I wanna send that that mace right into his back. Just oh, bam. Man. Just poof. so as he stands up, you just bring a mace down right into the center of his back. And Jericho, you don't know whether you hear the impact on the back or just the crack of all the bones in his in his torso first. But you can hear the the thudded crack of bones from within his body as Reginald, the big bad orc, just smashes every bone he's got above his legs and below his head. Um, and he just the 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 vigor and life that he was using to run away instantly leaves his body and be and he becomes a limp sack of old gray graying meat laying on the <laughs> laying on the floor with a thud face down. Oh, that's nasty. That his staff with a staff, and his staff. I want to look over crap. towards the towards um, Jericho. You know, somebody else hit me with a couple of them little thorny dots earlier. Yeah, I hit me too. You're fine. Fair point. Fair his point. staff. What now, Keith? <laughs> Sorry, his staff hits the ground, um, and I need to. It's in a in an appendix, his staff, and I want to mention it to you. Aha! Um, it's a spongy black length of wood, uh, and it hits the ground, and it seems to be um, 
it seems to be it, like when it hits the ground, you can almost feel the ground vibrate. Uh, it seems to be a, a magical implement of some sort. It does not look like something. Uh, it doesn't match this man, really. It, it it seems like something that uh is even more evil than he could be. I um, you think one of us ought to grab that um wicked looking stick there? Uh, yeah, looks like we did get a reward after all. Uh, we can sell it. Uh, it's kind of gross. You want to be the one to touch it? Hey, no, but I'm I'm gonna lean down to it. I'm, I want to I want to see if I can like fish out uh, like a scrap of cloth or something like that, or tear off a piece of cloth or something, and see if I can um, not like not touch it with my with my bare hands. Okay, um, we're. Yeah, it's your turn now, so you can definitely do that. Okay. I'm doing that. And I'd like Roll to Roll to pick a stick. I'd like to look at the rest of his carcass and see if he has any like potions or anything like that on him. Okay. Um He is not carrying anything besides the staff currently. That's dumb. Just completely naked. Well, he's wearing his robes. Um, I don't want. Actually, we don't want. Might be carrying something else. Hold on. Let me make. Let me confirm. Let me confirm. No. Yep. The only thing he was carrying was the staff. I. All right. I pick it up. Do I die? You do not. Yeah. Die. Ooh. You do not die, my friend. I'm on the edge of my seat. Real interesting, real interesting um question here. Attunement. How does that work? Do you choose to attune or does it happen to you automatically? Uh I believe yeah, I, th- I think you you choose it, but you have to to be in its presence for like a while. Okay. I don't know. I think it's a couple of days. Attunement usually takes like a long rest or something to do. Yeah. yeah so we don't really do attunement on this show. Not so um, much. What you got? Uh, nothing. You just you you pick up a staff, and it is definitely magical. It almost it hums to your touch. Um, it, if you look at the discord, um, it constantly is almost irradiating this dark, uh, mist off of it by the end. It looks like several branches of a very dark tree, uh, you know, rope together and it is emitting a, a, a black, a black mist at all times. I want to shake it a little bit and say, Hey, calm down. I want to like, just, I guess, uh, throw it over my back and off, off we go. You know what? For that extreme, extremely uh, appropriate RP, roll a perception check for me there, Reginald. All right, let's see. Uh, 14. 14. Yeah. Um, Jericho, why don't you roll it for me, too? While you're in this room with Roll what? A perception check. That's a 19 plus 4. That's 23. 
Jericho, you definitely hear it, and Reginald, you don't know if you do or not. Maybe it's just the fact that you just want to fight or something. Um, but the all the shambling you heard outside, uh, all the as the you you could you at this point you could hear them shambling up that balcony and scratching their way along that balcony towards the door that you'd barred shut. Yeah. Uh, whenever you said, um, what'd you say to the staff? You said, "Hey, calm down." As you calm should. down or be quiet. I think I said be quiet. Something like uh, that. I, I I think you might have said calm down, which is why it made me think of this. Uh, yeah. It almost sounds like that's they stopped. It um it things got quiet outside that door whenever you shook the staff and said calm down. And Jericho, you definitely noticed that happen. Hey, uh, Reginald, say say yeah. something else to that staff for me. Um. When you said calm down, I think I heard the our little twig friends outside stop moving. Oh, oh, I'll I, I get you, I'll get you. And I, I want to pull the stick back out again and look look at it like concentratingly. Stop moving. They already there's did. silence outside the door. Do what? There's 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 silence outside the door. Can I peek through Not like one of the cracks silent. in the door? Uh, yeah, you can peek through one of the cracks in the door, sure. All right, try saying, like, lay down or something. Um, all right, um, lay, lay down. They don't move. The, the, um, the, but you, when you peek out the door, and we'll say at this point you're out of combat, uh, things may start back up, but right now you're out of combat. Dermon, you're free to do as you please. Um, so after I describe this, we'll go back up to your chest. Uh, so whenever you tell it to do something, the, 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 the blights don't seem to be responding and doing what you say. It just seems like they stop being upset with you. Ooh. Okay. They're kind of like, want, they, they're no longer running towards the door. Uh, they're kind of like bored people at a party. They're kind of just wandering about right now outside the door. All I'm right, like Ed. peeking out through like one of the little crevices in the door. I want to bring the stick close and whisper to it, "Make me a sandwich." No, nothing happens. <laughs> I, I don't think that's going to work. But they've yeah, I think it's charging broken, really. They stopped charging for the door, so I'm happy with the outcome of this. Just keep the uh, keep, uh, I'll, I'll work keep the druid staff handy, and maybe it will keep away the little needly boys. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you might, you might be right on that one. Yeah, but, let's. Uh, hey, you seen Dermot around here? No, I was about to say, let's go see if we can't find him. All right, yeah. cut to Dermot. What are, I'm enjoying this episode tonight, guys. This is pretty. This is a pretty good episode. I'm enjoy. I'm. I'm thinking a lot of cool stuff is happening. Um, oh, can I reload Dermot. my crossbow in that? Uh, of course you can. Sweet. Of course you can. I like having a loaded. Can I get a name for the the little swizzly stick? I don't think we're supposed to know what it is. Okay. I didn't know if it had like a tag or something on it. Um. There's a name with the picture Keith sent, but what? The picture of the staff. Uh, don't look at that, <laughs> or don't use it in game. That would be metagaming. <laughs> okay. You're not supposed to know the name of the staff yet. 
Um, or you're not supposed to know know a name of the staff yet, unless some kind somehow you have like some. If you want to do an Arcana check, you could do that. Um, but it, if none of you have any like proficiency, it would be extremely hard for you to know what that staff is. Uh, Reginald is definitely not doing an Arcana check. <laughs> um. Okay. So, Derman, you hear me? Yeah. Okay. When you open the chest, the chest contains 250 gold pieces. It also contains 270 EP, which is Electrum pieces. These are the currency of Barovia. These these coins are stamped with Strahd's visage, um, which you are familiar with because you've seen it. Um, okay, um, but that is all you see at first glance. Unless you would like to roll or anything else. Yeah, I want to I wanna rummage through that. What do I roll for rummaging? Roll another perception for me. Okay. Uh, that's a 24. Good lord, man. You're not cheating us, are you, Zenus? No, that's a fine, fine rummaging right there. I know, yeah. you, I know you got somebody watching you. Um... I'm just kidding. Uh, so, with such a high perception check, you find a secret compartment. So, towards the back of the uh, the back of the chest, being a thief, you you know how to look for these things. Towards the back of the chest, you're able to push on the back wall, and it falls down. And in that com- uh, compartment, you find the following: you find a gold locket. Um, it when you open it, it contains a portrait of a beautiful woman. Uh, and you found a pouch containing gemstones. Fancy rocks. Hmm. I'm going to take the locket and as much of the gold, gemstones, and electrum as I can take. We'll say you can gather all of it. Heck yeah. So, what, 250 and 270, right? Uh, 200 gold. Did I say... I think 200 gold pieces, right? What I said? Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. We'll call it two. I think I might have said 250. So 250 gold pieces. I'm trying to do quick calculations in my head. And then 270 um, Electrum. Uh, a locket and then a bag of gemstones. Keep. Gold. Locket. Is there anything else in the, the room? Um, in the room, there was the wardrobes. Uh, there was the bed, there was the mural of the big raven behind the headboard, or the headboard was like a raven. Um, yeah, uh, the room contains a four-poster bed, its headboard carved in the likeness of a giant raven, a soft black rub co- rug covers the floor between the bed and the door, and the corners of the south wall stand two slender wardrobes with a tapestry of a church hanging on the wall between them. Beneath the tapestry sits a handsomely carved rocking cradle, to the north, under a window, is a plain desk and a chair. Other furnishings include a wooden chest and a freestanding mirror in a wooden frame. I'm going to go look at the uh, the wardrobes. Okay. Um, the wardrobes. One of the wardrobes uh, seems to contain a woman's clothes, uh, and the other contains a man's clothes, it looks like, uh, just based on the way they are cut. Uh, and that's pretty much what you see in there. What about the mural of the church? Um, 
it's just a mural of the church. Nothing special about that. I want to move the rug. Moving the rug reveals floor. Oh my god! Not the floor. <laughs> I want to investigate the bed then. Okay. Roll some investigation, homeboy. That's a fourteen. Um, you are unable to find anything special about the bed. All right. I forgot what else was in there. Um, the headboard, I'll tell you, is just a raven headboard. Uh, there is a desk. I look at the desk. I go to it. Okay. Um, the desk looks like it holds manifests recording wine shipments for the past century. There's tons of paperwork in this desk. Um, and a cursory examination of the recent records reveals that almost all the shipments are made to the following locations. Looks like some go to quote-unquote BV, uh, which you deduce could be Blood of the Vine Tavern in Barovia. BW, the Blue Water Inn in the town of Velaki is what you deduce there. K, you're not sure what K might mean. Uh, and then Vistani. Um, and do you, do you check all these papers? Or you just like roll through them all or you just give them a glance? Let's roll through. Okay, so as you flip your flip the pages, um, centuries of go like hundreds of years, um, or a century, hundred eight hundred years, uh, approximately. You flip pages, flip pages, thinking, um, you know, BV, BW, K, Vistani, BW, K, BV, Vistani, Vistani, K, BW. It looks like all four. These are the four places that the wine goes, except as you get far back to the oldest, oldest records. You can find an entries that say S. Ooh, that's ominous flavored. Spooky. Spooky, spooky indeed. Also, by this time, we'll say that light is, is fading, and the insides, as well as the outsides of this winery, are darkening. Okay. I'm going to take the book. Take the book with the records? Yep. Cool. And then I guess that's about it. I mean, he, Derman's done a lot. Yeah, so tell me um, tell me where you're headed. I'm wondering if you might ac- accidentally meet up with the crew before you get separated or not. Uh, no, I'm going to go back into the other room and look at the uh, the winch or whatever it was. Okay. Um, you go and examine the winch. It just seems to be, it looks like from what you can deduce about this room is that those barrels are rolled up from the cellar uh, where you were and you heard all that, those voices, the voices and things. It looks like they're rolled up past the lower level to the top level so they can be lowered safely onto the wagon instead of tossed over the wall, like lifted onto the wagon. They're, I mean, they're heavy bottle barrels of wine, so it looks like you need that crane to lower them onto the wagon for transport. Gotcha. You can also tell from here that the wagon is definitely loaded with three big barrels of wine. Cool. And then I guess I'll just head back downstairs. Okay. Um, I just so now here would the... come the interesting... Hmm? What? I just looked up the reloading thing. Apparently reloading and firing all happens as one action. 
So like the crossbow is empty until it's your turn. And then whenever I choose to fire it, he quickly loads it and fires it. And the only, good. the only, uh, thing is like, if you have extra attack or whatever, your attack action, you use it to fire and load. You don't, you don't get an extra attack. So I don't have to use a bonus action to reload. Okay, cool. You understanding that is good enough for me. Also, I had a picture of Damien earlier that I didn't show you. So I apologize. Is he just amazing looking? Like, will we, will we weep? Will well, we I'm see not, the picture? I'm about to show it to you now. Don't worry, Ooh. Joshua. <gasps> or Davian, not Damien. Davian. Davian Martikov. Ooh, yeah, he looked a little bit grisly. Yeah. Um, anyway, you guys, so Jericho, this is the reason I asked Dur- Dermon what he's doing. He is currently walking down the ramp. Jericho and uh, Reginald, I will say that Jericho, with your extremely um, high perception roll earlier, you could hear footsteps above you uh, in the upper level of the of the winery whenever you heard that the, the blight stopped moving. But currently you guys said you're going to move away from the door or whatever. So whichever way you guys decide to go, whether you meet up with Dermon or not, is up to you. Wait, uh, I forgot what the layout of this place looked like. So you're currently in a very small, narrow hallway. You just passed through a door um, coming from the north down to the south. Um, so we'll say now we'll go to rights and lefts. So you're looking towards the ramp in that turret that goes up or down. Mm. Um, and to your right are open double doors. Uh, I'm a hey, if, the- um, if Dermon's in here, you think he'd go up or down? Uh, he'd probably go up. Uh, anyone who's in charge is going to be higher up. And also we found a glowing druid that fell from a great height and ran in to be murdered by us. Yeah, that was, um, that's some that detective was weird. Work. What'd you say? I said, that's some that detective was... work. I like it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was weird. I mean, just to be fair, that was, well, I mean, just, you, you fell out of the, fell down in where we was at just a few seconds later. He was dead to the floor. Yeah. Got a cool stick out of it. Oh, I wouldn't call it a cool stick. It looks disgusting and demonic and terrifying. Well, yeah, but it stopped the little twiggy bits from, uh, you know, coming up on here and, uh, you know, make, making some uh, some bad for us. Yeah, I'll take that. Were you going to say something? Dead in the day. Yeah, um, as you're having this conversation, since you did decide to chat up, chat up a little bit, uh, whenever you look into that room, you can tell as the sun goes down, it's very dark in there. You got night vision, though, don't you? Dark vision? Yes, and I am invisible to other people's dark vision. Wow, very nice. So you look into that room and you can tell that's where they make the wine. You can see all those wine vats that I described to Zenus earlier. Uh, You can see that it's a long room, about 50 feet long. You can see those four big wine vats in there. Um, But that's about all you get to take in before you hear footsteps behind you. And by the time you turn around, you see one Catman Main Dermon. 
right behind you, coming down the room. There he is! Get him! No good, I see you've made it in here. Trust me when I tell you that nothing good lies in that room ahead of you. Hey, I don't know if you've seen outside, but uh, it was a lot of them little sticky twig people that was trying to kill us. Yes, I'm glad to see you made it out alive. Well, what what'd you find? I found a crazy old druid man. And he jumped out the roof. Uh, and hey, I found a room full of gold treasures. Oh, wait. Well, what? Yeah. Oh, mostly letters about wine shipments and such, you know. That's yeah, and he says you crazy glowing druid fella. Oh, yes. That was me. I scared him pretty good, I think. I was wondering where he got from. He just fell out of the sky like that. I mean, well, I mean, druids do these things sometimes, but we're inside, so it's not typical, you see. Be reminded that this bloody, broken druid is laying at all of your feet. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, like, pointing at him with his own stick, like this, this guy right here. Demon, did you find, is anybody else skulking around in here? Have you already taken care of them? There's a crazy old lady in the room ahead of us, and downstairs there are a number of other druids, and they are mumbling and chattering amongst themselves, and they, they do not seem too friendly or too right in the head, if you ask me. Well, we're supposed to be clearing this place out anyway. Should we start with the crazy old lady in the room up front? I suppose. You know, fellas, why, why can't we just run into, like, regular old ladies? Why is they all crazy around here? That's no I don't... Yeah. As we're discussing, I will take some of my 50 feet of hemp and rope, standard, and uh, <laughs> just kind of, like, tie, like, a little sling on the stick and, like, just... Just throw it over my back so I don't have to worry about it while I'm doing other things. Very cool. And before um, we initiate anything, I would like to drink my potion. Yeah, I was about to say, also be reminded, Reginald and Jericho, that the blood on the ground is not only the druids. Yeah, That's good. We're, we're good. We're good. I'm thinking that, but at the same time, I'm, I'm going to take a little sippy sip of that. Okay. So I suppose uh, standard plan as usual, Molly. I'll sneak in there, and then you two can come along and take care of business. Uh, sounds good to me. 4d4 plus 4. Wait, I thought it was... I thought it was 2d4. We got greater healing, healing potions, right? Well, then I'll tell you what, in, instead of using that, I'll just use my second win. Cheater. Ah, it's my second win. So that's... Uh, one defense, what's your fighting level? Okay. Two, two, one, four. So nine plus four. Thirteen. All right. We good. I feel a little bit better. I'm not quite as um, seeping. 
I was getting pretty low of health. Yeah, I was down to six HP. Woo. Nice. Um, All right. I'm also going to take this time to cast a spell upon my sword. Do it. It is. Make sure you write down that you did it, because I think we're about to um, reach our conclusion for the evening. Oh, okay. Um, then I will make the decision to do that when we come back. Okay. For the audience at home and for myself, what spell? Uh, entangling strike. It is. It binds oh, cool. a thing with vines when you hit it with a sword. Also, I need to remember that my first attack on an initiative is I get an extra attack that deals an extra D8 of damage. Okay. That's important. That is important. really cool. It is, and I did not use it. It doesn't really matter because the thing I hit with my first attack on my first initiative died immediately. That is also true. Okay. Um, Dermon, I don't know if it was clear or not. But the old lady that you saw looks very similarly clad as the druid that now lays dead on the floor between you all. I don't know if that's information that you already knew or yeah, what. Yeah, that's, that's how I described her as a crazy old druid lady. Gotcha. Yeah. So just to let it, make sure everybody knows that what you saw up there was also a druid. Yep. And gold. Okay. So, so, so. What are you guys going to do? You're in that hallway. Um, stacking up on that door. We about to go downstairs, right? No, we're going to go straight through the thing for the old lady. The double oh, door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so are we doing that or are we oh. wrapping up? I was just going to wonder what you guys were deciding to do. Oh, yeah. I'm going to stealth in there and then attack her from sneaky position. Okay, um, so uh, yes, this was the same room where we where you saw um, an old lady in there uh, pouring something into the vats. If you want to go ahead and roll stealth for me, I'll we'll see if you are actually successful on that stealth roll, and if so, I'll describe to you what she is doing. I got, um, I got a twenty-one. Yes, you are successful on stealth roll. Um, you go in and to the right around the corner, staying beneath um, that balcony. And when you look up, it looks like the old lady is now finished pouring whatever syrupy substance she had into the far um, western vat. Must and have been she is now, thick syrup. Yeah, she is now working hard. Well, it's really only been like 30, 45 seconds, maybe a minute and a half, something like that, since That's true. he saw her do that. Um, so I got a butter knife out, get the rest of it out of there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she now she's now moved to the second. If you if number one is the most western vat, she's now moved on to number two, and she is pouring a thick syrupy substance into that wine as well. We and real quick for Jericho and Reginald, I just want to know what you guys decide to do, and then we will give the dramatic conclusion for the dramatic conclusion for the evening. I'm pretty sure I'm going to well, end I'm, up casting I'm it. I'll go ahead and write that down. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you see Jericho kind of whispering to his sword, and it kind of looks a little bit greenish now, I guess. Mm-hmm. Cool. 
And you guys um, walk into the room. I'm uh, hefting the shield and taking the deep breath, and I run inside, I'll yelling say. the battle cry. All right, as you run in and yell the the battle cry, uh, you pass by Derman, who is uh, sneaking in the shadows, uh, and you can also see up on the balcony the same old lady, old druid lady, Uh, but whenever she sees you run in, you can see her uh, become slightly fearful, uh, just like the first druid, and she points uh, at all of you, and she says... Something to the effect of attack. Uh, and whenever she says attack, you can hear a loud commotion coming from within the easternmost barrel. Uh, if she is at barrel number two, if they're going from left to right, one, two, three, four, from the fourth barrel, the one you had to walk past to get into this room, you can hear a commotion coming from that barrel. It's almost about to tip over on its stand, but instead of tipping over, you can see pouring out of the back at least 20 or maybe even 24 twig blights coming out of the back of that vet and racing toward Jericho Moldrinker. Why me? You'll have to find out next week on next week's episode of Dungeon Boys Curse of Strahd. Dun, dun, dun. Wait, isn't it dark in here? It is dark. They can't see me. How they can't see. It's not like pitch black dark. Oh, it's, thought... it's his racial thing. Yeah, I don't. Th- I, I wasn't picturing them using dark vision to see you. Okay. Oh. I picture them using the light light to see you. Gotcha. The low light. We're not in pitch black darkness. Um, but they are running towards you. And all will be explained next week, I guess, if you ask the right questions on Dungeon Boys. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out. Did you guys have fun? I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Cool. It was a good episode. Wonderful. Um, there was some information, some action, a lot of running, and some yeah. needly things. A lot of running. Uh, lot of Twitch things. viewers, thank you for hanging out with us. Um, Tef and the King of Queen, thank you for being here. If anybody else popped in or popped out, we thank you for being here. Thanks for supporting the stream. Um, if you want to watch this on YouTube, uh, I need to put them on there. <laughs> if you want to listen to them on our podcast, I also needed to put them on there. Too bad. <laughs> I really got to remember to do that, but I keep forgetting and I apologize. I will try to get better about that. Um, but either way, they will eventually be available on all those platforms. If you call the here on Twitch or on Twitch VOD, you are a lucky Son of a gun. Uh, But I'm going to end the Twitch stream now. You guys have a good evening. We have appreciated your hanging outerness. But please, or no, I'm not going to end the Twitch stream yet. I'm going to end the uh, podcast recording. So to end the podcast, thank you so much for watching. Leave us a a review on iTunes if you don't mind. You can follow us on Twitter at Tank Media Games. You can join our Discord with a link in the description of this show or video, uh, as well as... um, We would love to have you in the Discord to chat Dungeon Boys in the Dungeon Boys uh, channel on there. Um, Other than that, you got anything else, boys? Nope, I'm good. I think we're good. All right. Same time next week. Tune us in. Check us out. Absolutely. Same D&D time, same D&D place. Please remember that we love you very, very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Later.